Hey guys, how you doing? <laughs> this is Mark Lasso bringing my episode number. I don't know what number it is, but my next episode on the Just Nobody podcast. Uh, I'm going to be there on the other side of this song. Stay tuned. <laughs> you're yelling for lay back it's all been done before and if you could only let it be you would say i like you the way you are when we're driving in your car and you're talking to me one-on-one but you become somebody else around everyone else you're watching your back like you can't relax trying to be cool you look like a fool to me tell me why do you have to go and make things so complicated i see the way you're acting like somebody else gets me frustrated laugh like this you fall and you crawl and you break and you take what you get and you turn it into honestly you promise me i'm never gonna find you fake no 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 yes guys what's happening like it's been almost like more than seven days almost since i've come with my next episode that's all because last episode i didn't i didn't kind of record it on a sunday and i recorded it on a wednesday wednesday i believe and then i said Hey, like who am I? I'm Shakespeare. I'm some. I'm some. I. I I'm a wordsmith or something. I'm some. Uh, I'm some big personality. No, not really. I'm not fucking Shakespeare to have an episode on Wednesday and then have another episode on another Sunday in like three days. No, I can't do it. I can't do it, guys. So I had to kind of you know postpone this whole thing, and I'm also planning to have my. Uh, release my episodes on a weekday. I won't do it on a Sunday. Um, uh, so uh, probably maybe from next week onwards, I'm going to have a Friday kind of release because it's more comfortable, you know, uh, rather than having something on a Sunday. Um, so that's what I plan to do. Let's let's see how it rolls out. But anyways, how you doing? Like, like how you doing, guys? Like, how you doing? Uh, it's been, uh, it's exactly, it's exactly 5.36 p.m. this Thursday, Thursday evening. And uh, I plan to, uh, I plan to, uh, like, I just, like I said, this is Mo Classo. And uh, I plan to have my following episodes from here on. Uh, maybe I'll release it on a Friday. That's the more comfortable spot. Like it's it's the it's the beginning of the weekend, so it's a little easier. Let me try to do that. You know, that's what I'm planning. Um, anyways, lots happening, right? So uh, I, as always, I'm still excited to bring the show. Whoever's listening, like thanks guys for really you know checking those episodes out. You know, I really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. I'm actually touching my heart right now when I say this. Hey, man, because I know what it takes to really listen to somebody, you know, and I'm a nobody. Listen, you know, if you're somebody whose statues go up, you know, you're so popular that, you know, you give you give those big uh, 
uh, messages like, you know, you are an actor, you're a celebrity, you're a public figure, you know, you're some personality whose statues goes up and etc. I understand, you know, if people listen to them, they are, they're supposed to be good with what they do, right? But hey, man, I'm just a nobody. But, but still, I kind of, you know, uh, get those, uh, those, uh, what the fuck? I just hit the play button on that same uh, introduction song. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, so um, that's what happens, you know, when you're managing audio and you're, all, you're managing your, your uh, what you're going to talk about. You're, uh, you're managing the technical aspects of everything. You're managing everything with your, uh, with your, uh, uh, with this, with this whole podcast. That's what happens. You just kind of hit buttons here and there. So I hope you kind of, you know, uh, forgive me for that. <laughs> yeah. So what I was saying is, I'm just a nobody, man. And, you know, I do receive, I do see people uh, listening to my, uh, my, uh, to what I have to say. And uh, I really am touching my heart right now. And I feel so damn good about it. I feel, I really want to thank you guys. You know, whoever you are, I don't have millions. I don't have hundreds also of people who really listen. But whoever those, the the few of you all who do it, hey man, thank you. Thank you for doing it. So, um, uh, yeah, last episode, we talked a lot about um, uh, George Floyd uh, because uh, and it's not about last week or previous week. George Floyd is not some is not just say a name. It's just not a name. He has created he has created a kind of um, um, he's done something different for the whole world, you know. Uh, of course, there have been many incidents before, and we talked about it when Eric Garner happened many years back. I blogged about it. People talked about it. But what George Floyd has done has actually changed the world. And maybe it's also uh, in addition to the pandemic, you know, which has actually uh, put us in a lockdown. It has given us time to really think and kind of uh, think about what's happening and what's important in life, you know. Uh, so maybe uh, the the whole thing about the way uh, George Floyd really died was so tragic, disrespectful. It was it was something that is was unbelievable. You know, uh, uh, what what really what really I can't get of my like I, I have watched the video just once. I can't. I can't, I just can't watch videos like that. Even when I'm watching Animal Planet, you know, and I see, uh, I see, uh, and I'm just watching it. I love watching Animal Planet. I do it a lot. But when I see one animal hunting another animal, like if there's a tiger hunting um, a deer or something, I just switch it off. I can't watch any further. I can't watch that brutality, you know. Uh, So, um, and the same thing happened to uh, George Floyd on the streets uh, somewhere. I can't just, I can't see that video again. I will never watch it the second time. I can't see someone's face on the, uh, one side of the face on the, sh- on the street. where are supposed to be just walking or maybe sitting down. And then just press to the ground, you know, uh, to feel it was the worst thing ever. And I think that was an eye-opener for people all over the world, especially minorities, that you can't take this shit anymore, you know? You got to speak out and you got to do something about it. You got to demand the right. So I like, um, 
So George Floyd was different and he did he did something different for the entire world, you know, and uh, and right now what's happening with uh, the statues being taken down. I have no idea. You know, uh, I don't know. I won't say that whatever is being done is right or whatever is being done is wrong, because I have always seen these statues uh, all over the place, like uh, you, all over the world. People put up put up statues of political figures or uh, some uh, revolutionary figures or some heroes. But I never bothered, you know, to kind of, I never, I have visited museums, but I never went to a public space and checked out. Like I didn't, I, I never really had a sight on the statues. I never looked at them and said, okay, whose statue is this? Never. Like it didn't make any difference. But looking at the, uh, looking at the way these statues are taken down, it just makes me wonder that, you know, these things were so important and I never gave that much importance to these statues in public places. Uh, it's what mind boggles me. And now I've started looking at these statues that are being taken down and uh, jokes, uh, like I know uh, I'm not trying to be funny, but I've been looking at these statues like right now. I never bothered to look at them when they were re when they were up there on this pedestal or whatever, you know. So right now, what one thing that I've noticed is these statues have the typical way of kind of uh, dressing. Maybe they were 400 years old kind of statues, you know, of that time. They have this typical kind of way of uh, uh, they, they, all of them, all these men. Like I've not seen a single f female statue uh, uh, being taken down. Or maybe there are no statues. I've, I've never noticed them. I don't really notice statues on the road wherever I go. Like I, I don't know why I just turn a blind eye to them. Uh, because I just don't care maybe. I have no idea. But right now I've just been noticing them. And I don't see any female statues being taken down. But of course if they're there... Well, um, uh, but the ones that are taken down, I've been looking at them very closely now. And uh, all of them, they've worn skinny pants. All those statues, those men have been wearing skinny pants. And they have these long jackets or these coats or whatever they're wearing. Like, um, they're all buttoned with like, like more than 70 buttons, you know. Each of these coats are buttoned by more than 70 to 100 buttons. I don't know why, first and foremost, these uh, great figures, supposedly great figures, uh, wore these skinny pants uh, and uh, these coats with so many buttons. Like what they were trying to prove, I have no idea, you know. Who was a tailor, I wonder. Um, I don't know what they were trying to prove by dressing up like that. And especially their hairstyles as well. Like, you know, they had these uh, hair rolls on either sides of their faces uh like uh maybe they were side locks or whatever but they were actually hair ro hair hair rolls you know so literally they spent a lot of money on uh, their tailors and barbers uh, definitely these men's who stat these men statues that are coming down those guys have spent a lot of money on uh the way they dressed up and the way they hairstyle like today like who does all that you know no one really goes around uh, dressing up like that no one has the time man uh so that's what i've been noticing someone who has never looked at statues never bothered to look at them even if i came across like you know it just it didn't matter to me so i never looked at them but right now it's you know, that's that's the thing that i've been noticing but it's amazing at the way they're taking it down like literally they're going into water they're pushing them down the water they're kind of uh uh defacing them you know with the uh, red or white or whatever paint 
and then um I, what what really uh, what I'm, I've been noticing is after they kind of take them down, they kind of stand on those statues. So I don't know what that really means. You know, is it that uh, done with it? You know, and it's a powerful symbol. Believe me, it's a powerful symbol of people fighting against racism. That just shows how tired people are. You know, like uh, I hope this movement, I hope this Black Lives movement really changes. Uh, and ends racism all over the world because racism is not only about the person, the color of the person. It can be, it has, it has to do with religious uh, minorities where people are treated badly because they believe uh, they they believe in a particular religion. They come from a particular religion. Treat people are treated badly because they ha- they follow a particular nationality. For all you care, you know, they they have uh, because of because of their nationality. It's not only about the color of your skin, you know. Of course, Black Lives Matter movement is not only for black people. It's more than that, and that's what the world has realized, and the whole world is supporting this movement because they all want to get rid in rid of uh, racism from all over the world um so um i was i was like the, i keep looking at the way they take down the statues and it just amazes me like it really is uh something that uh uh, uh people want to get uh, get rid of it you know but my question is uh like i agree you know when you make statues of wood wooden statues or you make statues of stone like marble etc and carve it or whatever but why statues made most of these statues that are taken down are made of iron now iron is gets rusted right so why are they why are they like 400 years uh, old statues they're definitely all rusted like i just pray that all those people taking them down don't get kind of uh, what do you call it you know when you get scratched with uh, rusted metal what do you call it? The you get some kind of infection. You need to take you need to take in, an injection to kind of prevent uh, that infection. So I hope you know they're disposing it off. If they're doing it, they're doing it very safely. Because why are why were these statues made of iron? That's my question. You know, who makes statues of iron? You can you can carve it. You can make it of wood, of, wood, of stone, whatever. But making and then what are you going to do? Like once it goes and sees if they destroy it, are you kind of uh, going to melt all that iron, you know, out from the statues and going to repurpose it as, as coins or make coins out of it? Or what? I want to know, basically. Okay. I don't care about the statues. I never paid attention to statues at public places. I never cared to find out whose statues they were. Like never. But now I'm paying attention to the style, the dressing style, the hairstyles of all these statues that are taken down. I'm paying attention to the material uh, in which these statues were made. Like, And what are they going to do with these statues that are taken down? Are they going to repurpose it? And then also, what are they going to do with these places in which these statues were kind of, you know... Uh, these pedestals, this whole uh, garden-like area in which these statues stood. Are they going to make it, uh, make homes for the homeless out of those places now? You know, where these where these statues were. Like, what are they going to do? They need to kind of uh, make use or repurpose these statues, the material that they made of, and also the place in which these statues have been, you know, erected. Uh, make use of it to maybe, you know, all I'm saying is like make home for the homeless. And put them there for all you care. That's what I'm talking about, you know. Uh, but uh, it's mind-boggling looking at how 
these statues that I never paid attention to ever in my entire life anywhere in the world like all over the world there are statues built and it's not only in america it's in it's in the united kingdom a lot of european places were taken down racist uh statues of racist people so well that's what's happening um and it just amazes me so all i want to tell you guys is the conclusion or the bottom line to all this is when you're making a will you know and uh like uh, after i die please mention one thing that don't make a statue of yourself because you never know if you ever become a statue and people find out about your past and they hate it they want to cancel you they'll take down your statue so make a will you know that's what i'm going to do in my will i'm going to write please you know like don't uh, i i will i would never like a statue be to be made in my uh, in my name whether it is statues in public places or placed anywhere in the world like statues are bad because anybody uh find out something shit about you you're going to be you're going to be brought down badly and this is sad because now you don't only get canceled while you're living you can get canceled after life and you can get canceled as statue as well so hey man don't want it anymore don't want it anymore put it in your will that's all that i'm saying ah uh. <laughs> Imagine all the people living life in peace. You you may think that I'm a dreamer, 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 dreamer. But I'm not the only one. some day you will join us join us join us join us and the world will be is one so what's happening with all these actors you know um the hollywood actors and all what what what's up with them like what are they trying to prove you know uh we had a song uh one actress she sang a song imagine all the people and all that and then you know people kind of um backfired so pop uh badly like imagine all the people uh imagine there's no heaven and all that you know like what are these actors trying to prove you know it's so it's it's like uh, like i was watching this let me just play it let me i was watching this uh, new uh, thing that some actors have come out with some pr stunt you know where they go around saying um I take the responsibility. Let's listen to it and maybe we we come back. Like I I didn't I didn't get this. I didn't get this PR stunt. Like what are they trying to say? Uh that I take the responsibility. Like do something about it, you know? You don't come and just give these empty kind of statements. And I always say, you know, don't pity, don't feel sorry. Don't feel sorry, don't feel pity for the Black Lives movement or people uh all the minorities with what you're saying don't pity don't pity anybody empower them do something about it you know so i see this video as a complete or this uh pr stunt that i call it as a complete uh pity you know uh, feeling sorry for people don't do it and all those people out there minorities who treat badly never pity yourself never ever pity yourself that's all that i want to say because it's the worst feeling ever so i just wanted to play this video that came out i think today and i was like what's happening but let's see whether you can understand what's happening here i take responsibility <laughs> 
I take responsibility. I take responsibility. I take responsibility for every unchecked moment, for every time it was easier to ignore than to call it out for what it was. Every not-so-funny joke. Every unfair stereotype. Every blatant injustice, no matter how big or small. Every time I remained silent. Every time I explained away police brutality. Or turned a blind eye. I take responsibility. Black people are being slaughtered in the streets, killed in their own homes. These are our brothers and sisters, our friends, our family. We are done watching them die. We are no longer bystanders. We will not be idle. Enough is enough. I will no longer allow an unchecked moment. I will no longer allow racist, hurtful words, jokes, stereotypes, no matter how big or small, to be uttered in my presence. I will not turn a blind eye. Going for a job should not be a death sentence. Sleeping in your own home should not be a death sentence. Playing video games with your nephew should not be a death sentence. Shopping in a store should not be a death sentence. Business as usual should not be life-threatening. I stand against hate. I stand against hate. I stand against hate. I stand against hate. I will stand against hate in love. I will make my presence known. And killer cops must be prosecuted. They are murderers. We can turn the tide. It is time to take responsibility. Call out hate. Step up and take action. Take action today at itakeresponsibility.org. I really didn't get this whole thing. I really didn't get it. I mean, if you maybe, I, I don't know. I don't know whether I'm being... Um, I'm being mean or whatever, but I didn't get this. Like I take the responsibility. We, we hate, hate, you know, like why do you have to make a video? Like, how's it going to change anything? It's like the same, you know, you sing, imagine all the people living on this earth. Imagine I say that I'm a dreamer, 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 but I'm not the only one. Hey man. I take the responsibility. You don't need to take the responsibility for anything, you know. All I'm saying is you didn't do anything. So why you why do you have to take the responsibility? Why do you say sorry? Don't pity anyone. Don't pity the minorities going through this. So all I'm saying is don't pity anybody. And this this video is in uh, which came out today is a complete pity video, you know, which is uh, which is a total act by actors. They're basically acting, you know. I don't know whether they get paid for it. I have no idea. I don't want to know. But it did nothing for me. I don't know whether it did something for you. I may be wrong. But whatever. It came out today. So I wanted to play that. It's the same with, you know, another actress actually singing uh, Imagine All the People. So it just doesn't do anything. The thing is, you know, uh, I don't know, you know, why we... Everybody's just kind of profiting out of this Black Lives Moment. Many of them trying to do that. When in fact, it's not about that. It's about ending racism. It's about, um, it's about wanting to stop people who had no voice to kind of, you know, uh, give them that voice, empower them. So that they don't have to die on the streets like that. 
That's what we're trying to do. And the worst part is this Black Lives Movement. I mean, the way it is, uh, uh, the way some people are talking about it, like, you know, there's so much of, um, there's so much of uh, where people are saying that all lives matter. Who's saying, who's, who ever told you that no one, your life doesn't matter. Everybody's life matters. But it's the black people's lives who have not been treated correctly, you know, who have been killed and slaughtered on the streets. Their lives, all they're trying to say is their lives also matter, you know. And that's the, I love what Michael Che, and as I always say, comedy has taught me a lot. Uh, wherever I've gone in any part of the world, wherever I've lived, if I wanted to learn something about the culture, religion of a particular country, of people, about people, about the way they live and about the religious ideologies and culture and politics, I always tuned into comedy. And that's what happened in America as well. When I want to learn more about the culture, politics of um, uh, of uh, and the people of America, I had to go on the streets, you know, to really understand that. I had to watch. I watched a lot of comedy to understand it. So, um, so I always like you know go back to comedy if I have to kind of explain something. I'll either do it myself, like I'll crack some jokes and kind of communicate what I want to communicate, or I I'll listen, I'll watch to a comedian speak about uh, the topic. And uh, so I don't know why the Black Lives Matter, the, the three words are becoming such such a big, uh, are, uh, uh, you know, people are not liking it. There's a backlash where people are saying that all lives matter. But hey, man, how can all lives matter? All lives matter, agreed. But the, the house in which the black lives, black people live, or the minorities live, it's burning. So it matters. You need to you need to take a look at it, you know? And then there's so much debate about kneeling and stuff like that. I don't get it. I just don't get it why we're making a fuss about it. So I loved uh, the way Michael Che explained it. Now, this was something that he did like many, many years back. Like it had no connection with what's happening with the George Floyd movement. And it's so relevant today. So I want to play that bit where he talks about he makes it so clear about the Black Lives Movement, you know. It's just, it's just, it just matters, you know. It's something really small that uh, uh, black people are asking for, the minorities are asking for. It's really something small. Matters is something that really is a small thing that people are asking, you know. So why am we making a fuss about it? So I love this, uh, I love this bit that... Uh, Michael Che uh, had done long time back, and I'd, I want I want you to listen to it of how relevant it is even today. So here he is, Michael Che. You must check him out because he's really, you know, he uh, uh, he's a part uh, of the SNL group uh, Saturday Night Live. But I like him in his comedy bits more than his act there because that there everything is scripted. But this year, you know, he's very real. He's very raw, and that's what I like about. Uh, like about his comedy. So check him out, you know, his other bits. But this is this is the bit on Black Lives Matter that I'm playing. We can't agree on anything anymore. As a country, we just can't agree. We just fight about everything. We can't even agree on Black Lives Matter. That's a controversial statement. Black Lives Matter. Not matters more than you, just matters. <laughs> 
matters. Just matters. That's why we're starting the negotiations. Matters. We can't agree on that shit. What the fuck is less than matters? Black lives exist. Can we say that? Can we say is that controversial? We always ask for the lowest common denominator. We ask for the lowest rights. Gays were fighting for equal rights. Equal rights. That's, could you believe that's an actual stance you could have? You could be for equal rights? That means there's people out there saying, I think everybody should have the same rights as everyone else. And there's other people like, nah, son, I disagree. <laughs> I just don't think so. Black people was fighting for civil rights, not even equal. <laughs> just civil. Can we get civil? Can we get, I'll take civil rights. Just be civil. Can we get civil? Turn the fucking hose off. Can we just get... <clears throat> they don't tell you black lives don't matter. That's not what they say. That's not the argument. They hit you with that slick shit. Like, well, all lives matter. Really? Semantics? That would be like if your wife came up to you and was like, do you love me? And you were like, baby, I love everybody. What are you talking about? creatures. What are you saying? You're no different. Why do black people always have to get over shit so quickly? Thanks, black lady. <laughs> right? Why, why do we, why do we got to get over shit? Every time we bring some shit up. Slavery. Oh, that was 400 years ago. Segregation. Oh, you, you guys got Black History Month out of it. Come on, be gave you February. <laughs> Police shooting. That, that was two weeks. Come on, you still? Still? 9-11. <laughs> oh, never forget. <laughs> That's why this September I'm getting a t-shirt that says all buildings matter. That was brilliant, wasn't it? I mean, really brilliant with those, the way he gave those examples and kind of relating with it, with buildings and with your wife or whatever. So brilliant. I love that bit by Michael Che. Uh, no one's saying, and you know, and the best part about what he really says and conveys is matters. It's the, it's the lowest denominator thing that we're asking from you, you know. It's the lowest, the smallest thing that we're asking. We're not even asking for equal rights. We're just asking for civil rights. Treat me with, treat me with respect, dignity, and justice. You know, so uh, I love that bit. It's it's really it's it's really a good one, and it really talks says a lot about everything. Uh, I like another thing that came out from uh, Alex's uh, Ohanian. Um, uh, the Reddit chief who really, you know, he actually built, he, he was, he was, he created Reddit. So uh, he built the company. It was his, it was his baby, you know. 
and he gave up his uh, he gave up his position he gave up his position because he he said he wanted a black person man woman or whoever but a competent one a qualified one to take his position and then he said he's going to use all his stock money that is on the uh, uh, or that he owns to empower uh, black people which is great because all we're asking is for it matters like michael j says civil rights you know basic rights the basic to basic rights that's all that uh, they're asking for so i love what alexis ohanian has done he really walks the talk you know people talking about i take the responsibility i'm against hate and then uh, you know uh, things like uh, imagine all the people you know those things are they just they just talking you know you got to work it out you got to empower people and that's what alexis ohanian does and salute him for for it because he really walks his talk uh so um i like i like what he did what he did and uh but of course what he did was more personal it is his personal move and to really bring about a global change or to bring about an a change a sweeping change across the board across in the country government is resp- uh, is needed you know of course private people would do it privately it'll help a few people but to have a sweeping change you need government action of course people need to go out protest tell tell uh, tell the government that they're not happy with this uh that uh, this is not right or whatever but it's ultimately the policies that will um that will change uh, that will change things for people um but the problem is all over the world in every nation um policy makers you know who sit in those huge buildings they're all j- 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 jaded basically they've been walking those corridors of power for like i've always been saying it i had an old whole episode named j- 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 jaded because they've been walking those uh, corridors of power for decades and decades for 40 and 50 years they have not made any change and now they're all standing up saying we're going to make the change you know change is happening we are listening to you you've not made any change for so many decades like what are you going to do so the age difference between people who are protesting right now on in the streets and uh and the people uh who are going to make those policies or policy makers uh, who are sitting in those buildings and making those policies is huge there's a huge difference between people on the streets and people sitting in those buildings and uh that is where the problem lies in having change that's what i see and it's not only in one nation i'm talking about globally people in politics they policy makers etc they never leave those positions forever you know and that's where uh uh change needs to happen that's what i feel that's what i fucking feel yeah like you can't uh, you can't have the same people out there for so many decades and decades and decades what change are they going to bring if they never bought it for so many years down the line and then you have these you know uh you have these excuses like hey man you know i'm not black and uh, uh, i how would you know how would i know what black people are going through hey man if you're not black but black people have been minorities have been there forever been living forever on this land it's just that you have not made an effort to learn about them you know there are many people who are not people of color who keep giving excuses that i don't understand what pain you go through you know because i'm not black i have not gone through uh, i've just uh, i've just kind of uh, maybe um, uh have been lucky or been privileged or whatever hey man that's a lame excuse 
it's basically that you've never made an attempt to learn to engage to partner or to work with people of color and that's why you know nothing about them like i have lived in a few countries okay now i have i, I it's just my interest that i like to learn about people and i learn about people by watching by listening walking on the streets by engaging with them i'm not saying i'm perfect no i don't i still don't know i still don't know but at least you need to make an attempt you know to kind of learn engage partner work with them it's lame to say that i'm not of that color i don't i don't follow that religion i don't have the same nationality as you and that's why i don't know the pain that you are going through no that's a lame excuse you got to learn and that's how you learn you know just by listening to rap music doesn't make you know anything about black people you know no you know nothing about them you're just listening to music that's it you know people think they know about uh, the swag and the uh, the the life that black people live no you don't really know you don't you you just uh, you know uh, the entertainment industry and uh, movies music and the swag they've copied so much from black people like i am dying to get the black swag like i love the african american swag i love it i mean i said it in my previous episode long back i said it long back i love that swag i love the jump the bounce the move in the walk you know and the talk uh, i love that i love that but there are many people who benefit from black music black movies swag etc but what they got in return nothing they just got a knee over their neck and that needs to change you know and again as i say black lives movement is not only about black people it's about all people who have been treated badly and it's become a global movement people from all over the world are fighting it you know um so um george floyd has definitely opened up a, he's done something good you know he's gone of course from the world rest in peace sir. but uh he's done something really he's opened up our eyes and made us see the truth versus fake you know you don't you don't go around singing uh, imagine all the people and just uh release a video saying that you know i take the responsibility no man empower people don't pity people don't pity anybody that's that's the bottom line um so uh it's good you know and uh, so uh, of course there's a big role in uh, the way lockdowns and the pandemic is really placed lockdowns have uh, made us understand you know we have watched hong kongers really on the streets in the umbrella movement taking those uh taking those bullets those rubber bullets and taking those uh, tear gases etc the same thing is happening all around the world so we can now the pan, the the lockdown has actually brought people from all over the world more closer to each other we we are talking about the same thing we have so many things to common in common to talk about you know uh we are fighting this we are fighting racism together we have the same issues you know the hong kongers hong kongers went in the streets and now we can kind of relate with them you know i hope this remains even post lockdown like literally i hope it's forever that we united like lockdowns is basically is a friend of globalization i would definitely say that uh so we know what a tear gassing and rubber bullets feel like uh which has happened maybe in the middle east or maybe 
in other parts of the world, but we know we can relate with it today. Did we ever relate with it ever before? No, you know, we understand problem. We understand problems of the world much better. Uh, we have come closer together thanks to the digital world. You know, people who say, "Hey, man, the digital world is turning us crazy." No, it's exposing people. You know, thanks to the digital world, people of color have uh, something to uh, uh, to prove. You know, George Floyd. We would never know that he died like that thanks to that camera, thanks to that that woman who kind of shot the video that we got to see what really happened. You know, so uh, lockdowns have really united people of the earth. We have we have common things to talk about. We are fighting the same issues. We're tra- trashing racist uh, people together. You know. And minorities have really woken up. They're not going to take that shit ever again. I don't think so. That's going to happen. So system has to change all over the world. And of course, the lockdown has also helped me learn how to clean squids, which I did, <laughs> which I did actually, uh, when was it? Uh, two days back, I think. I learned how to clean squids like I did it with five of them. I just bought them from the market and they were not cleaned. Like it, you really, there's a procedure to do it. And what? beautiful i mean squids are basically you know these flat uh, fish or whatever you call them um uh there's this bone inside which is like a feather-like bone you know which keeps it uh which helps it remain straight now it doesn't have a backbone like us and there's a particular terminology to call that but they have something inside which at least you know kind of straightens them up a little my if you want to learn, if you don't know how to uh, clean squids, just go on YouTube and check those videos. Very helpful. So I bought these five squids and I kind of cleaned it. You got to remove the mouth, separate the tentacles from the whole body and make sure the digestive tract entire thing is, you know, cleaned out and it kind of uh, separated. You got to remove the mouth. You got to remove that the whole thing and then you're going to remove the skin wow man the lockdown has helped me i learned how to kind of actually clean squids which i never did before and i just did it two days back now next thing i want to learn is how to clean um shrimps which i don't know and it's very tough at least squids are kind of you know huge the body is like a tube like you know you can go inside put your hand inside but uh, shrimps are pretty tiny, you know, and that's the problem. I don't know whether I'll ever get the hang of it, but um, I need to do that. And it's always, you know, um, uh, you, you the, everything is a learning, uh, learning uh, thing. Ultimately, that's all that I want to say. So maybe next is uh, shrimps. Um, that's what I'll do. Uh, so, uh, now what's happening with the coronavirus? Of course, we talked about the pandemic. We talked about lockdown, but I was listening to something, uh, like what, um, yesterday, I believe, uh, these experts saying that, um, you know, first they told us, the experts told us, don't wear a mask. You don't need to wear a mask. And then after suddenly they're saying, Hey, you need to wear a mask. You know, it has to be compulsory because you tend to prevent those droplets from going here and there. Okay. They changed that stance. Then they told us asymptomatic spreads, uh, is possible that even if you are healthy, but you can carry the virus and you can, uh, you can be a silent spreader. And they said that was a thing. And then recently, like, uh, over this past week, uh, they said that asymptomatic folks rarely spread the virus. That's what rarely is the word that experts use. 
So two experts really know what they're talking about. You know, they keep changing their stance. So if you're saying asymptomatic, uh, there are no silent spreaders. So that if I carry the virus and I don't have any kind of symptoms, that means I can go out about doing my stuff, right? There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of confusion about the coronavirus. I don't know what's happening. Like uh, even experts are so confused about what's happening. Of course, the good thing is New Zealand comes up with uh, no active cases, no one in the hospital for COVID-19 for almost 12 days in, in New Zealand and 40 days since last case of transmission was detected, which is brilliant, man, like New Zealand. Of course, there are some benefits there because it's an island and it's not it's scarcely populated. Maybe those are the, the advantages. Uh, but of course, um, a kudos to uh, Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, who used strategy, plans, attitude, no bombastic claims. She didn't go about, hey, man, I did this and I did that. She didn't go about doing that. You know, she just uh, did what she was supposed to do. And out of all that, she just had five. She, uh, New Zealand just had around 1,500 cases and 22 deaths. Uh, so... Um, I don't know whether it's possible to really follow the strategy of New Zealand, but at least, you know, uh, you need strategy and a plan. You need attitude, you know, to be able to fight the coronavirus. I don't know where we are right now with that. I have no idea. Uh, and then uh, I was like, you know, I was keen to know, what, like, how did they really achieve what they uh, what they did? And they said they, they had these lockdown measures very early on. Maybe that was an advantage. I hope we did it. Like how I hope people all over the rest of the world really did it. Now, India is number fifth, uh, number five on the highest cases, uh, which is really sad. And uh, like we were number nine. And today we are number we number five, like in India. Uh, it has also crossed uh, the United Kingdom uh, as per today's uh, thing. So it's really scary. It's really scary. Um, so New Zealand actually did 8,000 tests per day and they uh, they did a lot of contact tracing. Uh, maybe the geography is an advantage because it's an isolated island. Maybe that's an advantage. I have no idea. And, but the, applying this, uh, achieving what they got could be a little difficult. And of course, they follow the pandemic. And I love, I love uh, PM Jacinta Arden. She's such a sweetheart, man. She's such a sweetheart. Um, I love the attitude, and uh, you know, um, so maybe that's just an advantage uh, that has worked in her favor. I don't know. Like, you know, is there going to be a second wave, like everyone's talking about, in the month of September? The first wave is not over. And imagine we're going to have a second wave. I don't know what's going to happen. So you kind of open up uh, and then again kind of go into lockdown. Hey, man, what's happening, guys? What's happening? Imagine all the people living on this, no, living life in peace. You, you may sing, say that I'm a dreamer, 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 but I'm not the only one. I hope someday you will join us, join us, join us, join us, and the world will be as one. All the problems solved now, all racism problems solved after I sang the song. Like, literally, yeah? Literally. 
Anyways, I hope there's no second wave. I hope the virus dies a natural death because waiting for the vaccine is like really getting uh, um, getting out of hand. So I hope the I hope the virus dies a natural death. That's important, you know. Uh, and after the uh, after the lockdown gets lifted, after it opens up, because it's still it's not it's still uh, we're still under lockdown. There are some precautions. Out of that, I want to watch the Black Lives uh, Matter um, two foot fifty foot wide yellow art that is um, that is on the on a street that has been renamed as the Black Lives Matter Plaza. I want to see that like desperately. I'm so close to it. Like it'll just take me about. 20 minutes to get to that place, definitely. But the thing is, because of the lockdown, I'm not going. But I want to go to that place the first thing the lockdown is lifted. I already have my gang ready who I'm going to go with to uh, check that area because that was beautiful. Like, you know, I love the satellite satellite image of the Black Lives Matter, um, the the art that was on the, on the street. Beautiful, man. It's about two blocks long and it's 50 foot wide. And yellow in color. Like, that's the first thing I'm going to go and check out. Like, I'm just 20 minutes away. You know, that that's all it takes me to see that. So once the lockdown is over, that's what I'm doing. I don't know what, what are your plans. But if you want to join me, hey, man, just write to me at justanobodypodcast at gmail.com. Let's go together. Uh, let's have some fun. Because that's that's the sum, that's something that really matters. And I love, uh, it's a street that goes to the White House and the entire street has been renamed to Black Lives Matter Plaza. Brilliant, man. Brilliant. Love that. Love that. Anyway, uh, so, uh, yeah, you got to write in your will. Yeah, what I'm trying to say is, if you're making a will, put in that will that you don't want any statue to be erected in your name, in your figurine. Don't ever have that. Um, and be good. All I'm saying is be good. Live and let live, you know, while you're living. Because remember, you can get canceled while you're living. You can get canceled after you're dead, after life. You can get canceled as a statue. And even while you're living these days, your Wikipedia page, we are living in the digital world, my friends. Do any racist shit you're getting recorded. And that record is going to be recorded on your wiki page, Wikipedia page. Forever and ever, amen. Forever and ever, amen, you can get canceled. Like uh, recently, an actor who, who's, the, who's supposed to be the most famous actor posted the best family-oriented pictures and uh, exercised his body like, you know, 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. club kind of thing, you know. Like, uh, like saintly and goddessy and uh, pious and you know, hallow over the head. The Wikipedia page is just exposing what you did, you know, all your life. You the racist shit that you did. So basically, don't act stupid. Even if you have to pretend, pre- at least pretend that you're okay. You know, at least do that because remember, you can just get recorded, and you you'll have a wiki page which talks tells tells the truth. So, hey, don't play. You know, don't play. No matter how famous you are, believe me, you can get canceled. And that's what's happening. That is very strange. Um, so, um, I wanted to actually um, talk about, um, before I go, let me just see what's the time. Do I have time? Oh, my God, I've gone up over time. But this is some funny shit, okay? Uh, people ask me, you know, since I'm, um, 
uh, since I was uh, was born, grew up in India, whatever. And uh, people ask me about arranged marriages in India. Like, is it like people are really keen to know about arranged marriages in India? And they ask me, is it really? Does it really happen? Like, you know, is that thing real? And I say, yes, it is real. Even in twenty twenty, okay, arranges ma- arranged marriages is a thing in India. People, of course, in in the olden days, you know, uh, they did get married. Uh, that was like, you know, something that really happened. Like it was something that parents did. They found you a groom or a bride, you know, uh, for you. That was very religious. That was their responsibility. It was a duty. But even today, it doesn't happen as a duty or responsibility. But parents, it is just kind of, you know, uh, something just happens. So uh, it did happen with me as well, you know, wherein my parents were like, hey, you know, they, they showed me some guys. Of course, it didn't happen that I had to go. I had a choice. But I kind of went because, you know, uh, to meet the people that they introduced me to. or They told me that, you know, go and meet this one. She's my friends, whatever, whatever, you know, he's my friends, whatever, whatever, some kind of relation. And then I had to meet a few of them. And I just went to meet these guys because uh, to keep. Because my mom wanted uh, that to happen. And I was like, okay, fine. Like, you know, uh, I'll go and do it. Because uh, just to kind of make them happy. But I'll tell you what I did, okay? And I'm saying this for the first time. Um, What I used to do is I used to go and meet these guys that my parents introduced me to. And said, you know, go and meet them. See whether you like them. Just to keep, make them happy. And what I used to do is, okay, this is for the first time ever, ever telling anyone. I to go and tell those guys that I met that uh, uh, actually I'm not interested, you know, but can you uh, do me a favor? I used to ask them a favor. Like, can you do me a favor after we are done with today's meeting or whatever? Can you, uh, can you go, uh, can you call my, uh, call my mother or my father or, uh, you know, uh, or maybe write them an email that, you didn't find me okay or you didn't like me or whatever and you don't don't want to take this further like could you do that and i did this for four people i remember like you know i met all those four people and i told them please write to my parents uh and they did it <laughs> that's what i used to do so uh like you know um go because uh, i want to keep my parents happy but at the same time also tell them to write to my parents and maybe call them and tell them uh, that they are not interested in going further with this, with me, you know. And that was so brilliant. Like, that really makes me laugh when I think about it. Um, but, yeah, I, I want to say that arranged marriages in India is real. Of course, it's not as real as it used to be decades ago. But it does happen, you know. They just kind of, like, you know, they keep talking and they say, you know, I... Uh, I have this person, I know this person who you should meet, you know, he's my friend's uh, friend's daughter or my uh, friend's friends or my uncle's uncle's whatever, son or whatever, you know. So it's real for people who really uh, want to know whether it's real or not. So so that's all that I want to talk about uh, today. A few things. I think I've gone overboard. It's like almost... uh, 55 minutes of the show into yapping about everything under the sun but anyways thank you so much for listening guys uh don't forget you can write to me at uh just to nobody uh just to nobody podcast at gmail.com you can also 
you can also email uh, you can also write me um dm me on twitter my twitter handle is at m e a r l c o l a c o uh m e a r l c o l a c o that's my twitter handle and um uh and thank you so much as I always say uh i had some listeners from italy so hi italy like literally you know italy and norway were two countries uh that uh i got hits from and i was wondering who are you like you know why do you listen to me in the first place but thank you guys i really appreciate it um and that's all for today thank you so much for listening uh maybe i just want <laughs> let me play imagine all the people let's listen to this a little bit of the song and let's see whether it makes sense when we're listening to it by john lennon himself man let's listen to it. i'll be on the other side hey man imagine all Someday you would join us, join us, join us, join us, and the world will be as one. But all to all the celebrities out there, please don't sing this song. It's not going to solve racism. And to all the celebrities and all those personalities out there who are coming up with videos saying I take the responsibility, it's not going to solve anything. Don't pity people. Don't pity people. Empower them. That's all that I'm trying to say. Anyways, uh, that's all that I have for today. Thank you so much for listening, baby. Bye, 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 bye. <laughs>